0: Who would have thought it all those episodes ago that uh, we would be on episode eighty six? The connecting what are we doing faith for episode, to life podcast. We've got podcast. to have some
1: kind of big party for episode one hundred. I was
0: going to say in fourteen, 14 weeks, weeks. We got to make sure that we. I don't know. We you have a plan yet. A big giveaway for something. A giveaway. You know, if I don't know how to do the giveaway, I don't either. We could figure a way, but uh, I'll, I'll check around. We'll, we'll do something big. I
1: thought you'd bring cake.
0: <laughs> I will bring cake. And we'll do it uh, a virtual eating of the cake.
1: I don't want to virtually eat the cake. I want to eat it.
0: No, I, I, they will though. The <laughs> listening will virtually eat it. <laughs> All right. So you bring in the cake. Uh, yeah, I'll bring the cake. You got
1: fourteen weeks. All right, to get I'll, ready. I'll figure it out. Okay, thanks.
0: So uh, anyway, keep going. While we do that, go ahead and as you prepare for our big one hundredth anniversary, uh, get people to listen on your uh, social media. That would be great. And. We're going to ask you to just keep on getting out there, inviting people, extend our reach, and and just make sure that people are hearing how they can connect Christ-centered faith to their everyday life. These biblical principles are important. Well, Pastor, you know, it was once said by a wise and gentle man uh, that lived on top of a mountain in Switzerland. He said this. He said, nothing is so strong as gentleness and nothing so gentle as real strength. You know, when we think of gentleness, I, I don't ever think of it's one of the characteristics of being a, a believer, yeah. you know, we want to be strong and want to stand. We want to, you know, iron sharpens iron, yeah. you know, especially as the guys, but, uh, and I think a lot of times it's because we often think of gentleness being weakness. Mm. Um, but, uh, here it is in the fruit of the spirits, gentleness. Yeah. So if we're going to follow Jesus and move towards being like him, um, we need to really, Dig into what are some of the benefits of gentleness. So, how can we be gentle yeah. as God intends for us to, Pastor?
1: Yeah, so if you're following us on Sunday mornings, either here at Northwood or watching us online or um, whatever the case may be, we've been in a message series for the past, since the first of the year, hadn't it? Yeah, today? first of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. on, on the fruit of the Spirit. We're almost finished. We've got gentleness and, and self control. It.
0: It's been great. I mean, it really has
1: been. It's been interesting. It's been good. I it's think been it's, tough on you, it's I been know. Tough on me. It's, it's been a good series. It's been helpful for me and hopefully helpful for others as well. But we're almost finished, but we are on this um, character quality gentleness. And mm-hmm. it is something that we don't think a lot about because mm-hmm. nobody wants to be gentle. That's just not a part of our culture, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and so, you know, it's, it's a challenge to wrap our minds around what it means to be gentle and to think about you know, some of the benefits. There, there are really some good things that come out of being a gentle person. And uh, Trey, I just pulled it up. I mean, I th- kind of thought that was, was weird. I mean, um, I, I pulled it up on Google because Google has all the answers to everything. <laughs> it does. You it know.
0: does. Even Bible answers, you know. I mean. Where is it in the Bible that it says, and it's there?
1: I don't know how we got through school, Trey, without Google.
0: I would have had a lot easier time in school with Google, I'll tell you that. Right?
1: I mean, it's amazing how much Google knows. I don't know who taught Google all these things. But anyway, you have, <laughs> um, it gives the definition. So, so gentle uh, and then it also gives the opposites, mm. right, of gentleness, mm-hmm. uh, the antonyms. Isn't that the word for it? Antonyms. Yeah, antonyms. antonyms. That's antonyms a good word. The of gentle is one of the antonyms. There are several, but one of the antonyms is strong. Wow. So Google says, and Google's always right, Google says that the opposite of gentleness is strength. Mm. And that's probably why we don't like gentleness. Yeah. Because would, we I want would. to be strong. And we serve a God that is strong. Mm-hmm. Strength is a good thing, right? We believe that 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 Jesus. I mean, He is powerful. Oh yeah, powerful, uh, you know, you think mighty. about yeah,
0: my God is so big, so right, strong, right? and so mighty. You think
1: about the, the um, just the omnipotence of yeah, God. Yeah, I mean, there there's no one as powerful as God. Yet at the same time, Jesus says, and we looked at it in the sermon this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. He said in Matthew chapter eleven. I am gentle and lowly in heart. It's mm. a big deal. You remember, Trey, when we had uh Team Impact out here, don't you?
0: Oh, yeah, I sure do. There
1: were some big guys.
0: They were bigger than uh, yeah, than I will ever be or ever thought I would be.
1: And the biggest guy on the team remember, was Ron Waterman.
0: Wow, he was a great guy. Former
1: WCW wrestler. It. I got to
0: drive him around a little bit did you too. Really? Yeah. In my little did you old fit car. In your car. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. But he did. He yeah. said, I'm fine.
1: That's what his words were. Was, he sat in the back of yeah. my Ford Escape, which is not a very big car. I mean, he, he, I don't know, how, he was at least seven foot eight, right? I don't know how big he was. <laughs> I don't know, seven but I look, I mean,
0: I looked up he to was him. was a big old dude yeah. and
1: a muscular guy. Yes, you know, he the, is. The boy would get up at four o'clock in the morning and work out and mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff. But at any rate, when I, when I think about strength, I mean, someone like him is who I think about. Mm-hmm. Big, strong guy. But, 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 it, you know, for those of us who were around him for that week or so, he wasn't only really strong; he was kind of the epitome of gentleness. He was,
0: and it was amazing. And he was, he was actually the opposite and, of what yeah, I would have thought he yeah. would be. Yeah, I mean, he,
1: he didn't brag about himself mm. or his accomplishments. He did. I mean, he's just kind of soft-spoken, very soft-spoken, um, just yeah. just a nice, gentle guy, you know. And and that's impressive. And so, so you know, when you think about gentleness, gentleness is not weakness. Mm. In fact, it takes more strength to be gentle uh, than to to not be gentle. Wow,
0: I know, you know? yeah.
1: I would, I mean, it really does because sure. anybody, anybody, and this is our, 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 our nature, mm-hmm. our instinct, anybody can, can be rough. Oh yeah. You can be rough with your words, rough with the way you treat people. I mean, it, it doesn't. And, and, and the reality is train. out. I don't know if you ever thought about this before, but, but we all have strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that person that's listening to this podcast episode today, that doesn't feel very strong. You're stronger than you think you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, just, just relationally speaking, you have the strength
0: mm-hmm.
1: to destroy a relationship right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You do. By the way you say something to somebody, by, by the way you, uh, you know, treat somebody, you right now have this power to really destroy somebody. Mm-hmm. You also have the power to build them up. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you, you have more strength than what you think you have. And, and so, so part of using that strength or that influence you have well is, is by using that strength in a way that is gentle. And this is what characterizes Jesus. Jesus is all-powerful.
0: Oh, yeah, he is.
1: But he chooses to use that strength with us gently. Mm-hmm. The God of all creation stepping into this world, he was gentle with us. Didn't condemn us, but instead laid down his life for us. Gentle. Mm-hmm. And so, so you know, when we think about strength, we don't think about gentleness, but it takes more strength to be gentle than to not be uh, so, so, this is a big deal. And, and when, we, when we talked about gentleness Sunday, really, this idea of gentleness, especially relationally, a gentle person handles people with care. Oh, okay. That makes right. sense. Because, because here's what we recognize we, we recognize, and, and it's true, and you don't like to admit this, and I don't like to admit this, um, and, and everybody listening probably doesn't like to admit this, but every one of us, we're fragile.
0: In some things, we way. certainly are, yeah.
1: Because we're all broken people. And and we all have a past. We all have issues. We all have problems. And so every one of us is fragile. If, Trey, if I say the wrong thing to you, it's going to hurt you, right? And if you say the something to me the wrong way, it's going to it's going to hurt me. We're all fragile. We're we, we're easily broken.
0: We always use the words. I think uh, he really knows how to push my buttons. Yeah, a- absolutely. You know? Because we, we can hurt people. Yeah, we
1: can. We're all fragile. And so you think about this idea of gentle. Someone mm-hmm. who is gentle, and this is the way Jesus treats us, gentle people know how to handle people with care. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, Trey, you know, um, in, in your house, right, you, you have things that are, are fragile. It, for us, it's, it's our fine china that we've never used. That, that's, we all have that. Yeah, we all have way. it. That, yeah. that sits in a china cabinet, and you never pull it out. Uh, but that stuff, you know, when we move it, from one location to the other, we put on the boxes, fragile.
0: Fragile. So when
1: you move it, you know to handle it with care. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so I think part of being gentle is understanding that people are fragile. Now, we don't like to admit that, but we are. And we're, 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 we are because we're broken people in a sinful mm-hmm. world. Uh, and so being gentle is learning how to handle people with care. Mm-hmm. You see? And, and there are some benefits of handling people with care. There are some benefits of uh, being gentle,
0: well, I think uh, today we probably can come up with four benefits of gentleness. And uh, first of all, let's look at um, gentleness can disarm the toughest critics. You got some critics, Trey? Oh uh, yeah, I think I've always I've lived with that. So uh.
1: yeah, well, here's what we know, right? We we especially if you're a follower of Jesus, especially if you're someone who is standing for truth and trying to do the right thing. When you stand for truth and you try to do the right thing. You're, you're naturally going to have some critics and then if you start to do well right the the more you accomplish for the kingdom or just the more you accomplish in life the more successful you become uh, the more things you do the the, the, the more you accomplish uh, the the more critics you, you tend to have I mean it's just just the way it is and and, and you and I know Trey that that tra- critics can be just downright mean and oh man. harsh and just bitter i mean you know how critics can be mm-hmm. and so so you know learning how to respond to critics with gentleness is a big deal because what gentleness, gentleness can do is gentleness can absolutely disarm your critics what happens our nature isn't it when someone criticizes us what is our nature what do we immediately want to do
0: we want to retaliate retaliate Go back. Defensive. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Very much so. And yeah. so,
1: so it's easy, right? I'll show them to repay evil for evil, Oh, yeah. Just really, it really is. And 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 when you do that, when you retaliate with that critic in the same way that he has come after you, mm-hmm. what typically happens? He comes back again. I mean, it comes it's back just, harder. It just it goes back to and explode, forth. It you know. starts to explode. And it doesn't take much, right? And mm. you 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 have kids, Trey. And so oh when you, when yeah. So when your kids were young, what happened in the house when? someone took something out of somebody's room when they didn't ask for it and they <laughs> oh, started man. to argue and they, 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 how, how fast did it escalate?
0: Oh my have, You know, immediately they run, they go and try to grab whatever it was yeah. and then they start pulling and then by, usually by the time it was over, whatever they were fighting over is broken. They're screaming, they're hollering. Yeah, so, it's
1: amazing. Quick, yeah, I've got I've got two within boys. Within moments. I've got two boys, and it's amazing how fast things I mean, go, you can hardly
0: ahead. get to them before that happens, you know? I mean, it's
1: amazing. It, and it drives me nuts. I'm like, if you guys <sighs> would just calm down just a little bit, it'd be all right, you know? But, but that's what happens, that, that yeah. when someone comes after me and says something to me, or mm-hmm. takes my stuff, or whatever the case may be, then I retaliate. And before you know it, it's a, it's a downright explosion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But gentleness has a way of disarming all of that. And you know this, Trey. I mean, this is a passage we all know well, I think. Proverbs fifteen one. you know this verse, don't mm-hmm. you? A gentle answer turns away uh, anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. Mm-hmm. Gentle answer turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath.
0: You know, I've often thought, you know, if somebody says something critical to me, uh, a good answer is something along the lines of, uh, let me look into that. Yeah. You know, I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. Yeah rather than you're out of your mind. You have yeah. no idea what I've been through this week, and da 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 you know, going off on. Yeah,
1: it. yeah, yeah. I mean, just, yeah, th- that's it. Just thanks for letting me know, or what the case may be. I mean, you, you don't have to defend yourself mm-hmm. every time somebody brings a criticism criticism to Matter you. Matter of fact, you you're going to be a miserable person you if you do that. You'll be very miserable. And, and again, that, that critic, you, you don't know what's going on in their lives. You, you just don't know what's been going on in their lives that would cause them to want to be extra critical towards mm-hmm. you. Oftentimes, that critic really isn't, you know, being critical towards you, there's something else going on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so, you know, just that gentle answer, it really does have a way of turning away anger and wrath. Uh, You know, Rick Warren, Mm -hmm. Rick Warren, he's a a pastor of Saddleback Church out in California. And I I don't know, he's been there for a long time. And I think their church has 700,000 people in it. It's huge, right? It's something like that. But anyway, I heard him say years ago, and I think this is really good. And, um, I think we can all do a better job of this. He says that when other people raise their voice, you lower yours. Mm. When other people raise their voice, you lower yours. That's good. Yeah, and that's strength, isn't it? <laughs> that takes you, you got to be strong to do that.
0: Already the Holy Spirit living in you. Yeah, I mean, that's what it man, is. Wow. So when other
1: people raise their voice at you, you mm-hmm. lower yours. In other words, you know, the, the more someone yells at you, you get you get calmer and calmer and gentler and gentler. Man, that, that'd be wild, wouldn't it? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, just think about even in our homes, you know, your, your spouse says something to you and you want to get defensive or your mm-hmm. kids start acting up and you know, your kids start acting up, the, the first thing you want to do is raise your voice. Oh, man, it? yeah.
0: They're not hearing me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I yell so, out. You know, if I'm louder, they got to hear me, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know it's true, Trey. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, oftentimes it is the case that, that the calmer you are, the more people listen to you. Mm-hmm. So, so when somebody gets loud with you, you get quieter with them. Gentle. I guess that,
0: that's really the principle of what Proverbs 1 is saying. Yeah, absolutely. It? I mean, yeah. it is get quieter. That's the idea. Yeah, because that's absolutely
1: unexpected. Mm-hmm. Nobody's expecting you to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? They're expecting you to come back at them. But you respond with calmness, quietness, gentleness. Mm-hmm. That's strength. That is strength under control.
0: And on the other side, you're also able to then have a conversation. Yeah, Instead absolutely. of a yelling match. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, it so.
1: disarms. Yeah.
0: Amen. Number one, gentleness can disarm the toughest critics. I like that one. Automatically, that's a great one. Number two, gentleness can persuade the most stubborn people. Yeah. Wow. You know some stubborn, stubborn people, right? Uh, I am one of them. You are one of them. Yes.
1: And when somebody's stubborn, they're set in their ways. And there's there's sometimes, I mean it's just reality. There's sometimes that stubborn people like you, Trey, are wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you know that?
0: Well, uh, I, uh, somebody's told me that before. Yeah,
1: I'm sure they have. I don't think you're stubborn. I don't know why you say that. I think you're, you're pretty. Uh, uh, any rate, uh, anyway, I have to go ask ahead, brother.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But but you think about you know, there are times that you do need to be persuasive with others. Mm-hmm. With your kids, you need to persuade them to, to, to make wise choices. With your, you know, maybe with your spouse, your spouse is heading the wrong direction. You need to persuade your spouse to change the course of their actions or on the job. I mean, there, there are times that we have to be persuasive, and it is hard to persuade people who are set in their ways. Mm-hmm. But again, when you're gentle, gentle people have a, a way of persuading uh, those who are are kind of stubborn. Listen, let me read a verse to you. This comes from Proverbs 25. Man, I, I know we, we've talked from Proverbs a lot, Trey, but Proverbs is just so good. It, it is this, great. This wisdom, right? Yes. But listen to what tro- Proverbs 25, 15 says. A ruler can be persuaded through patience, and a gentle tongue can break a bone. A ruler can be persuaded through patience. That's that's gentleness. A gentle tongue can break a bone. So So, Trey, let me ask you this. When... When you're trying to persuade someone to change their course of action, how do you usually do it? What do you try to do when you're trying to persuade somebody? What, what, how do you usually go about trying to persuade someone?
0: Well, I mean, we're, we're trying to be logical with them. We're trying to many times say these are benefits of, of doing this if you'll do it this way. Yeah. I mean. And, what about and, nag? But you're, yeah, exactly. Nagging is the absolute worst way that you can <laughs> persuade someone. But we do it all so the much. time
1: you think about our especially in those relationships mm. with, with people that were close yeah, to Yeah, I was going to say
0: the familiar yeah, relationships yeah. tend to be nagging we just nag sort of them. relationships. Do this
1: Come on now, do this, please just do it, just get it done, yeah. just do it, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just calming down again, I mean mm-hmm. that, that's really the key—just calming down mm-hmm. and being gentle and and not being harsh. I mean, because sometimes we're persuasive; we're trying to be persuasive. We try to get harsh too. If you don't do this, then mm-hmm. if you don't do this, then this will happen, or whatever the case may be. And, and we do it in our parenting, we do it in our marriages, we do it with our close friends. You know, we, we nag, we mm-hmm. get harsh, we belittle. Oh boy, yeah, I mean, that's right. What are you thinking? I mean, why won't you do this? You're so dumb. Mm. You see. And so, and, and we think by nagging or belittling or fussing, right, that we're being persuasive, but we're not. We're just being jerks. Right? <laughs> and
0: I would say that most of the time they might agree with you at that moment. Oh, yeah. But the moment your back
1: is turned, boop, yeah.
0: they're going to do whatever they were going to do hey, anyway, you know. And just
1: remembering, right, just remembering, just a, a real simple phrase. I am never persuasive when I am abrasive. Wow. You, like that? you come kinda, up with that? You like that, don't you? Yeah, that kind of rhymes, doesn't
0: it? I like it, yeah.
1: I'm never persuasive when I'm abrasive. When I'm nagging, when I'm being a jerk, when I'm you know fussing at you, that, that's never persuasive. Mm-hmm. But it is persuasive, again, when I calm down and I look at you in the eye and say, hey, well, let's just talk about this for a moment. And, 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 and that gentleness, it does have a way mm-hmm. of changing the conversation and it does have a way of softening that stubborn heart where you can speak truth into that life and and be a bit more persuasive. You're never persuasive when you're abrasive.
0: And and I think uh, by being gentle, you're also actually welcoming them to... Into the conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: if you're yelling and screaming at somebody, there is no, the only answer is to yell and scream back. Yeah,
1: that's right. Or to turn around and that's walk right. out. That's so there right.
0: is no communication. So this is actually
1: encouraging communication. Yeah, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Because this, this idea of gentleness and, and just watching the way we react to people, it really does have the ability to disarm our critics. Mm-hmm. That has the way to, to be persuasive. It's just really helpful.
0: Amen. So uh, we talked about it disarms our critics and it persuades the stubborn people, including ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then number three, gentleness is attractive to all people.
1: Yeah. Did I would you agree with that. Right?
0: Yeah, I would agree no, with we, that.
1: Again, we might not want to admit that. We we, we say, man, we like strong people, mm-hmm. you know, people who, who speak their mind. You know, we, 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 we like that. But, you know, have you ever said about a person, he's... He's just way too kind. What's wrong with him? No, I've never right? said or, that. Man, he's just he's just too loving. Gosh, I wish he would just be a little more mean. I mean, he's just too loving. He's just too gentle. I mean, no, those aren't things you'll ever say.
0: But I have said the other.
1: You've said the, other, the, the opposite. Yeah, you yeah. said the opposite. You'll, you'll never say that. Yeah, you've said, man, he's, he's just way unkind or way unloving. You've said that.
0: He makes sense, but I, I hate his attitude. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Those are the kinds of things we say. But you, you never say, man, he's just too kind or too loving mm. or... Uh, you know too sensitive to mm-hmm. to, to to my needs or you, you just don't say those things in fact people that that are loving and people that are kind those are the kind of people you want to be around because you know they're not going to cut you down right and so so man this is why gentleness is so important because it really is attractive yeah all yeah. people want to be around people who speak hope and life into them rather than nag them and and fuss at them, mm-hmm. and so gentleness, it's attractive to all people, it's attractive to your family members, your friends, I mean, it's attractive to all people, and you think about it, I mean, I think there, there are lots of examples in scripture, um, you think about Moses, yeah, I mean, he, Moses was called the most gentle man to live,
0: I think uh, King James used to say meek, meek right, yeah. meek,
1: and just, I mean, and and how he led that, that um, you know, those many Hebrews out of Egypt, and mm-hmm. Uh, led them through the wilderness and just that that gentleness that characterized him. Or you know, we we at, at Christmas time here at Northwood we studied through the Book of Ruth, and you know you think about Boaz. Oh wow, he was the epitome of gentleness. Oh, I would Ruth. say so. Yes. I mean, you have this foreign woman who was a Moabite who wasn't a part of you know uh, the Israelite nation who mm-hmm. was gleaning in his field, and you know he could have abused her. He he could have could have done a lot of things. Yeah. But he was gentle with her and and took her in and and showed her grace and then ultimately, obviously, married her and was her kinsman redeemer. But 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 was that gentleness, right? He he saw her need and and just chose to to care for her. And so, man, that's attractive. It was attractive to to Ruth. It was attractive to Naomi. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's attractive to all people. And so, just know that. And when you are striving for gentleness, it it really is a benefit you know to your walk with the lord must have benefit to others because you're being the kind of person that people need and people want to be around.
0: Well, I think it's a, it's a draw to the gospel as well. Yeah, yeah. Um right or wrong, when you get upset, especially in in this world and with people in this world, the first thing they say is well, you know, they, I mean, they don't even know what this means, but they say, I, I don't know if Jesus would have acted like that. Mm, mm, mm. You know, they don't even really know. They just know when you start getting that way, Yeah, they know that Jesus was not. Yeah. They don't know everything about Jesus, but they certainly know that he was not that way. Absolutely. So, you know, what an opportunity for us to be involved in that situation where it it seems like it would demand anger and for us to take the opposite track and give that soft answer yeah. and the gentle answer yeah. um, and, and, and let the world see that and, and make it attractive to the gospel and to absolutely. Jesus.
1: absolutely know? and that gets right into our final benefit. Yeah.
0: Gentleness is a powerful witness to unbelievers. Yeah
1: because you, we live in a world where people expect fighting mm-hmm. right? We live in a, a world where people expect you know a, a lot of hostility, mm-hmm. a lot of anger, Uh, you know, we say it all the time that we're living in the most divisive times ever. Mm. And then when you can come up with and just be gentle and be reasonable and listen and show care and, and love, I mean that that's a powerful witness to the gospel because that's exactly who Jesus is. And you know, Jesus came to this earth in a politically divisive Mm -hmm. time.
0: Very political. Yes, very much
1: so. Uh, But, but in the midst of that, uh, you know, again, he called himself lowly and gentle in heart. Mm. You think about the story one of, one of the one of the I think most interesting stories in the Gospels is the story of Jesus when he um, when he restores the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. That's a wild story, Trey. And, it and is. And man, you think about those those religious leaders and that that they had to plan that out
0: mm-hmm. to
1: catch that woman uh, caught in adultery, and and then they brought her to Jesus. They didn't bring the dude.
0: Yeah, where was he? Yeah, who
1: knows? I mean, back
0: at home, I guess. But, but
1: it was all—I mean, they—they they didn't With care. his wife, right? right? <laughs> they didn't care about that woman. Yeah. All they cared about was trapping Jesus, mm-hmm. and she became a victim of of their scheme mm. to track Jesus, to trap Jesus, and you know, and and even the way that Jesus—I resp- mean, golly, you think about how Jesus could have responded even to those religious leaders, right? How he could have, um, yes, you know, just started fussing and yelling at them, but but all he did was, um, you know, bend down and. Start drawing in the sand. Who knows what he was writing or drawing in the sand? But mm-hmm. he, and and then he just says a simple statement. You know, he who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Mm. And how they all walked away. And then you know, just look at that woman. He could have condemned her. Well, what were you thinking? You know, cheating on your husband? I mean, I mean, what, what's your problem?
0: You know, these guys are right. They Maybe they right. should stone yeah, you.
1: Man, you know, but, but he doesn't do that either. <laughs> yeah, Instead, he. Yeah. He just looked at her and said, "You know, where are your accusers? Mm. Um, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more." That's powerful. Wow! And and just to think about that moment and and that woman and how hurt she must have been and how humiliated, embarrassed to be to, to be caught doing what she was doing, and then you know, drugged through the streets and brought to this Jewish rabbi who she probably didn't know, and and how Jesus in that moment cared for her. Mm when 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 you know she in that moment didn't know she was going to live or die because of these evil men that brought her to Jesus threatening to stone her that's gentleness amen you know
0: you yeah. know i i think we confuse this idea of of being gentle with you you're agreeing with whatever's going on no,
1: that's right being being gentle you is know. not being a pushover
0: yeah you know okay so it's almost like, well, Jesus agreed that this woman was okay because she was committing adultery, but no. one of the key words is he said, go He'll and sin, sin no
1: more. more. Don't do this again.
0: So he was not agreeing with her no, lifestyle, no. but he was still in the midst of that being gentle that's and demonstrating right, right? That's the point. gentleness. That's
1: right, because gentleness is not being a pushover. And I think sometimes we think that's what gentle is. It's like letting people get away with whatever they want to get away with. Mm. No, it's knowing the power that you have to influence for the sake of the gospel and using that power in a way that ministries the hearts of people uh, it is not agreeing with sin. It's not condoning sin. It is speaking truth mm-hmm. in the lives of others, but mm-hmm. speaking truth in the lives of others with the love of Christ. Amen. That's gentleness. And we all need a good dose of gentleness.
0: Well, Pastor, the, the message and also this um, this um, podcast has been really good just to kind of focus us in on what gentleness mm-hmm. was. And, and you said something earlier in the, in the uh, podcast that had to do with, um, you know, people that are broken And I know that I heard a preacher one time say that hurt people hurt people. Yeah, absolutely. So as we go about this week and we're going to run into hurt people and then these hurt people lash out at us, uh, give us us maybe an example of how we could handle that.
1: Yeah, I think one, it starts with every day getting up and praying, Mm. God, help me to be sensitive Mm. to people this week. Okay. Because, you know, you yeah. might be hurting too. We're, we we all hurt in some way. Yeah, we are. Uh, but, but I think, you know, the key to being gentle, I mean, it, you got to take the focus off of you. If you're always oh, thinking yeah, about okay. you, if you're always thinking about you, then you're never going to be gentle because you're always going to want your way. Yeah. But when you take the focus off of you and you begin to put the focus on others, then you do begin to see those needs and you begin to see those hurts. And so I think it starts with a daily prayer. God help me mm-hmm. to see others with the eyes of Jesus. I mean, I think that's just a good place to start. And then when you do run across those people, because you're being sensitive to the spirit, mm-hmm. because you're praying about this, right? When you run across those people who are hurt, uh, you're going to take more time to uh, guard your words mm-hmm. and to listen more than you talk and to find real helpful solutions for them in their time of need. I mean, it, but it does start with that 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 spirit. Um, That spirit-led attitude—that you know—I'm—I'm—I'm going to think of others as more significant than me. That's where gentleness starts. It's got to start there.
0: So it's just caring for people and caring yeah, for their yeah, needs. Absolutely. Amen. Well, Pastor, why don't you close this and get us ready for next week as well?
1: I do hope this has been helpful for you today. I hope you've been encouraged, and I hope this will help you to kind of think through some of your relationships and where you need to uh, ask God to help you to grow in gentleness. And if this has been helpful for you, go ahead right now and hit that hit that subscribe button uh, so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that, that helps get the word about uh, out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.